You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's good, everybody, and welcome into your favorite hour of the entire week. And yes, we wait until Friday to give it to you. When I look into the chat right now, I see Jason, I see Steve, I see Andy, I see Al, MR. Jason M says, Coach, I wait for this entire week. Well, guess what, Jason? So do we. This is our NFL weekly prop special show, part of the Early Edge brand. We're powered by the Almighty Sports Line, the best value in all of sports betting. And it's not even close. We're also the most transparent show because we actually talk about the picks we made and don't just move on. So last week, another profitable week, six and four total prop stars, another four and one week, eight and two for Alex the last two weeks. So I know Uncle Dave is not going to take that laying down today because he's a competitor. So with that being said, let's bring in the stars of the show. You know him. You love him from the award-winning show Fantasy Football Today. He is our very own Uncle Dave. Dave Richard, welcome once again to the Coach, Earth. it's great to be here. I got a problem with the graphic that you just put up, and maybe this is something for the jeweler to take a double look at. Could someone please tell me how many yards Jacoby Myers had in week number seven? Anybody, number- anybody out there who can tell me? What was the number? 43 or 42? 59. Where I come from, 43 (laughs) or 42 is under 60 and a half. Why is there an ugly red X? (laughs) Let's put it back up. Let's put it back up. Let's not put it up if it's wrong. Then that's <laughs> no, no. We're tra- I just said we're transparent, so we've got to be transparent here. So you're saying that we we have we, we have your record wrong is what you're saying. I know Damn that right Myers was a winner because I played it. I played every pick. All right, so we're, so Me we too. were seven that's and three. One. Oh, so we were see see that's how good we are, Dave. That we were actually hurting ourselves. Most people just say they win everything. Not us. No, no, no. We're taking losses away from your record. So let's correct that. Seven and three last week. You're very welcome. And our apologies from the bosses. From the bosses. Our apologies. Something else that I need to say. Talk to everybody is watching to find out which kicker prop we're taking. (laughs) That includes at the very minimum, Caesar Sportsbook. Go take a look on their book right now. You can barely find any kicker props. They're waiting to hear what I have to say on kicker props, coach. And my lips are sealed. I know which kickers I like this week, but until they put up every kicker prop that's available, (laughs) I'm not telling anybody. I'm not telling Alex. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling the jeweler. Don't even ask my wife. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what a player prop is. She barely knows what a kicker is. We do know there are a lot of wives in the chat that love to comment. So if you are a wife and you are watching the show right now, I want you to write in the chat, Uncle Dave, tell me the kicker props. Apparently he's not even telling wives. Uh, (laughs) The first move has to be made by the sports books. When they put out their (laughs) kicker props, that's when I'll start blabbing. But I got names and they're coming. Hey, Dave. just aren't going to get them on this show right now. Dave, we all know you never stop blabbing. We all know that. We all know that. Now, Pooh Bear says, Coach, put some respect on Dave Dalla's name. So my bad, because Pooh Bear has your back. Now, of course, Pooh Bear's got my back. <laughs> something I never thought we'd hear on a Pooh show. Bear, man. We're like, this since day one. Oh, now, this man has created a cult following all to his own. We can't even control the amount of people that are waiting for this man to show up every single show. We affectionately call him prop stars. Alex, welcome back to your show. What is good coach uncle Dave. I'm so happy to be here. I look forward to this all week. As all of you guys know, a little bit of housekeeping, my weekly column that I write for Sportsline. I only write one column a week. It contains five of my favorite props every week. Just dropped a few minutes ago. Check that out if you have a Sportsline subscription. Also, eight and two over the past two weeks, but 27 and nine overall this season on this show. Dave, that sounds like a challenge to me. Oh, man. Listen, I want to be Alex when I grow up. <laughs> I just, but I, you know, 
I've just started on this player prop <laughs> venture and I got to give myself another pat on the back. I gave out a couple of player props on fantasy football today. We do it every Thursday before the Thursday night games that shows on at noon Eastern on CBS sports HQ. If you play fantasy football, you should be watching it. Three well, that, that, that's where I want the early edge to be when we grow up. When we grow up, I want to be on CBS Sports HQ. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there just like you guys. Uh, all right, let's get into it right now because we've got a lot of props to get to. We've got a lot. In, and if we get to a game and you have a prop that you are interested in or you want us to hit, as you know, put it into the comments section. Let's also pound that like button. As many of you know who watch every single day, it's so important to the growth of the show. I also need you. Follow Sportsline on Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also leave your Twitter handle in the chat because when we get to 200 likes, I'm going to give away two year-long memberships to Sportsline, and there is no value on that. If we get to 400 likes in this hour, then I'll give away four more memberships. You get all the analysis. You get all the cappers, all the information for free for a year. But you've got to play by the rules. All right, guys, let's get into our first game. We're going to go Steelers-Browns. The number is minus three and a half. The total sitting on 42. Alex, you and Dave are on the same player, but different correlated props. So, Alex, I'm going to let you go first. What do you got? Yeah, I'm on Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth over 21 and a half receiving yards. Um, yeah, Fryermuth appears to be the next uh, version of Heath Miller. If you guys are familiar with the great Pittsburgh tight end for so long, um, they profile very similarly. He's got a very, very reliable pair of hands. Uh, Fryermuth is coming off of a breakout campaign last week. He handled seven targets, turned that into seven catches for 58 yards. Uh, he has been hyper efficient this season. He's had 20 targets. He's turned those 20 targets into 18 catches on the season. He's also eclipsed this total in four of six games as well. Uh, Eric Ebron, who splits reps with Fryermuth, is a late addition to the injury report this week. Um, he is questionable to play. Even if he does play, I, I still like this prop a ton. Uh, Ebron's only had 47 yards on the season so far. So Fryermuth is the preferred option. He's the preferred receiving tight end in this offense. But obviously, if Ebron were to miss the game, his absence would give Fryermuth um, an additional boost. Also, the absence of Juju Smith-Schuster is also uh, creating additional opportunities for Fryermuth. He's running a lot of those high percentage routes over the middle of the field, but I love to see um, like I mentioned he has a very reliable set of hands he has chemistry with Big Ben he went to college at Penn State uh, Western Pennsylvania as we know he just reminds me so much of Heath Miller we saw how great Heath Miller was in this offense for like a decade I also love that Uncle Dave is on this prop I expect Friar Moose role to continue to expand in this offense he's going to be a security blanket and safety valve for Big Ben who needs a reliable target in the middle of the field by the way by the way, remind me to tell you one of these days, one of my favorite WWE stories happened in state college at Penn State. It's one of the great all-time stories. I'll tell it on the show when we have a couple of minutes. All right, Dave. Now, you just got the stamp of approval from Alex about your player prop in this game. So the floor is yours. I love Alex's player prop, but if you don't like laying juice, I don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> this one with Pat Fryermuth. It's even money over two and a half receptions for Pat Fryermuth. And and the way that Alex picture detailed Fryermuth as the next Heath Miller, man, that's spot on. Because when you watch Pat Fryermuth play, it's he's a giant out there. He is a big short area target that Ben Roethlisberger is going to lean on. He did it in the preseason, but more importantly, and Alex talked about this too. That first game without Juju Smith-Schuster, seven targets, and not just seven targets, coach, seven catches, 58 yards. All he has to do is get you three grabs. He's done that in three of his last five games. A lot of that came with Juju on the field, by the way. Now Juju's gone, and Firemuth is going to continue to play a large role. He's run at least 22 routes in four of, five, uh, four of his last five games, and Cleveland's allowed at least three catches to a tight end in each of their last four games. Only Arizona didn't do it this year. And they don't really, they didn't really have a tight end. Max Williams was hurt. They had just acquired um, Zach Ertz. Ertz wasn't allowed to play in that game. They literally didn't have a good tight end for that game against the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. So, I'm pretty sure Fryer going to play. Pretty certain he's going to come 
out of the bye week with a big role in that Steelers offense. This one is something that the sports books need to react to, and they will react quickly. So get it in as soon as you see this video. Fryermuth over two and a half catches at even money. Repeat that nugget. The last four games the Browns have allowed at least three catches. At least, at least three catches to a tight end. In I, I wrote here in their last four games, but obviously there was a game in there against the Cardinals. I think it was two games ago. So, so it's probably three, three of the last four, four games with a lot at least three catches. That's next level. What do we say all the time, Alex? What do we say all the time? Educate team, baby. And next level. That's what we do right here. All right. Quick chat question. Bucks just announced today Antonio Brown is out. Should we pound those Godwin props this week? Alex, go. Those props, the numbers are already um they have a Brown's absence already built into the number. So you're not getting an additional value. Brown was expected to miss this game. Um, so yeah, Godwin's numbers are accounting for Brown's absence. That's not to say I don't like Godwin this week or that you shouldn't play his prop, but it's not a must play um, because his numbers are accounting for Brown's absence. All right. Very good. Dave, let me come to you. Jason, Najee Harris over four and a half receptions, minus 150, a little juicy. Talk to me. Yeah, it's too juicy for my taste. I think one of the great things about Fryermuth is that he gives Roethlisberger another short area target to lean on besides Najee. It takes a little bit of work away from Harris. It actually makes Harris a pass protector and Fryermuth someone that can run a route. And then they like Fryermuth because he's such a big target. Not that he's necessarily a great yards after catch type of tight end, but he's going to win those contested catches a lot. He's six foot five. He looks like an ox out there. He really just absolutely dominates size wise against any DB and against a lot of linebackers too. So I'm not, I'm not loving the juice on that one. If it was more like uh, maybe if you could find it at like five flat at minus okay. one fifteen or minus one twenty, I think I'd dabble on that. Yeah, and, and you still don't have the losing proposition in that. You'd have the push proposition, but not the losing proposition. Uh, Alex, real quick, let me come back to you because a question on your Friar Muth, uh prop, how high would you play it up to? David, uh, has it at 20, David has it at 22 and a half. Yeah, I'm definitely comfortable at 22 and a half. I'd probably play it up to 24 and a half. Okay, very So you good. just have to remember with these lower numbers, like – there, there's a lower kind of threshold for how much uh, room you want to give in each direction for playing over and under. Obviously, if it's a low receiving total, you know, you only want to go a couple yards in each direction versus if we're playing like a Cooper Cup prop, for instance, and he set at 90 yards and there are certain scenarios where he moves up to 96, 97 or it's still playable because that same percentage applies, you know, from 20 to 23, from 90 to 98, for instance. So uh, you want to be very careful with these lower totals did something like that come into play last night with aaron jones because i got him at 58 and a half and i know by kickoff he was in the 60s for his rushing yeah all of his numbers went up he was his receiving numbers at 38 and a half we gave it out all day and then around two or three it went to 44 and luckily he still cashed it for everybody but it absolutely happened last night by the way everybody stop the presses sean has arrived in the chat he's on every show and he wants us to know he finished up his lecture at two o'clock and he made it into the chat. Sometimes I feel like some of our fans, their priorities are a little bit backwards, but we love it. We love it. So, Sean, it's good to see you got out of that lecture. I don't know if he's given the lecture or if he's in the lecture. We're going to lecture him, coach. Yeah, you're damn right. We are. Thank you. Next game. Here I, we go. Uh, Bing- <laughs> I love it. Bengals. I think Sean got out of the lecture because he's he's uh he's our same loyal fan who got excited whenever his professors have been canceling the 10 a.m. lectures. Julia, that's so, a great, great point. The so great shout point. Out Sean. Who needs Sean's Sean? A great guy. Sean. Yeah. That's why the jeweler runs the show. I'm not smart enough to think like that. I'm just not. But jeweler has everything under control. All right, game number two. Bengals, double digit favorites on the road. I saw something today on social media, like for the first time since 1982. This is crazy. At the Jets, one Eastern, the total at 43. Dave, I know you have two plays, one from each team. So I'll let you go first. Let's start with the Jets because we like to get the pathetic team out of the way. (laughs) Michael Carter actually stepped up in his last game, played 72% of the snaps. That was a season high. That was a decision that the Jets coaches made coming out of the bye was giving the rookie a little bit more work. And boy, did he get it when Zach Wilson got pulled from the game because of injury. I shouldn't use the term pulled. It's not like it was by coach's choice. Uh, Mike White came in. 
And Mike White started peppering both Carter and Ty Johnson with targets, and it led to an incredible receiving game for Michael Carter. Nine targets, eight catches, 67 yards. I don't think that's necessarily repeatable, but I do think Michael Carter can still find 19 or more receiving yards. The prop is over 18 and a half receiving yards. It's at minus 135. The juice coach, it's worth the squeeze. He's given you at least this many yards in, uh, I don't know where I have it. I had it here. I thought it was two of each of his last two games, at least 20 receiving yards. I do have it here. And Corey Davis is out for the Jets. That's more targets that White might check down to his running backs. And we know that Carter is going to play the most from that group. This is just an easy bet on a running back who is talented in the passing game, should be able to get this type of number, 19 receiving yards, two or three catches should do the trick. He might be done with this one by the middle of the second quarter. That'd be nice. What about your other one on the Cincinnati side? On the Cincinnati side, we're taking an under, so cover your ears. Earmuffs, coach, earmuffs. Uh, Tyler Boyd, under 44 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. He's been under this amount each of the last three games. And the only two times this year when Boyd has had a lot of work in the Cincinnati offense is when they've been in hurry-up mode. You remember it happened against Chicago in week two. It happened in that Thursday night game against Jacksonville. Remember, Cincinnati fell behind. They had to go quick. That's when Boyd really got involved. They're playing the Jets. It's not going to happen where Cincinnati's playing from behind in this game. So it means that we're going to see a lot of Jamar Chase. You'll see some of T. Higgins. I don't know how good Higgins is actually going to be. That's another under that I might consider. But the one that I like even better is the one with Tyler Boyd. I, I, I was on this prop in a similar way last week with Jacoby Myers. The aforementioned Jacoby Myers, the one that the jeweler said I got wrong, it was right because the slot receivers just don't get a lot of work. You don't have to throw a ton against this Jets team. It's one of the reasons why they're actually ranked well against the pass for fantasy is because they absolutely suck against the run. So I don't think that there's going to be a huge opportunity for Tyler Boyd. Don't use him in fantasy and certainly take the under on him getting to 45 yards because it's not going to happen. Alex, I really feel like Uncle Dave took it to heart that we took away one of his wins last week. I mean, it really hurt him. By the way, Patty girl, I see you in the chat. I see you. Uh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, and many of you are already doing it because I have several props we're going to get to here. But give us the number you want. And also, we need the juice because the juice is everything to my guys. If we don't know the juice. We can't tell you whether or not that we would play it because that's always so, uh, so important. Uh, all right, Alex, I know you have a play from this game. On the Jets side, what do you got? I do. Yeah, I'm going with Mike White. This kind of correlates to Dave's play a little bit. Uh, Mike White over 33 and a half passing attempts. Um, Yeah, so I'll break this play down. This prop has nothing to do necessarily with efficiency. It's purely volume. Uh, Mike White doesn't need to play well whatsoever to hit this prop. I just want to kind of preface the prop by stating that Um, White has the unenviable task of making his first career start versus a very, very good Bengals defense, particularly a very good Bengals front seven, Uh, making things worse. The Jets are likely to be without their top wide receiver, Corey Davis, who was a surprise addition to the Jets injury report yesterday with a hip. He is, uh, I think uh, it was it announced today that he is very unlikely to suit up. However, I'm not expecting White to play well, but I am expecting him to have to throw the ball a ton and easily eclipse this number. White has actually moved. I watched the Jets game last week. He moved the ball way more effectively than Zach Wilson versus the Patriots. Uh, Zach Wilson departed the game with a knee injury in the first half. Um, opposing quarterbacks are throwing the ball at a very high clip against the Cincinnati team. They are averaging 39.9 passing attempts per game. That is a third most in the NFL. I expect the Bengals to dare White to throw by stacking the box and playing press coverage. White also showed a propensity, Dave mentioned this earlier, to target his running backs a lot. He looked comfortable also throwing to the slot. This should result in a lot of high percentage completions, which should inflate his overall passing attempts. He should have no problems dinking and dunking his way to well over 30 four attempts on the day. The Bengals are also going to live with a lot of short completions. They're also very likely to provide the sort of game script necessary to force the Jets to abandon the run early. I have Jones. um, Yeah, I have White, excuse me, penciled in for 37 completions. I think he easily goes over this total. 
Well, you mean uh, 37 attempts. Uh, attempts 37 attempts. All right. Yeah. So uh, chat question, because we have so many smart people in the chat. So three different questions, and they all per- uh, pertain to Mike White. And Dave, I'll be coming to you on a Jamar Chase, so get that in your head, okay? Uh, Mike White, under two and a half, 219 and a half receiving, uh, uh, passing yards, over 20 and a half completions, over two and a half rushing yards at minus 120. Any of those three for Mike White? Alex, I'm, I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking me. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, I'd much prefer the attempts here. It's like a volume-based play. He doesn't need to be efficient in order to hit this. Uh, the, the Bengals are shutting down opposing running games. The Jets also run the ball less than any other team in the NFL. They, they average the lowest rushing attempts per game in the NFL. So it's like the perfect match with the Bengals who allow the third most pass attempts and they, and the jets who run the ball less than any other team in football. So it's going to result in a ton of volume from Mike white, who actually looked okay. Last week, he moved the ball well between the twenties versus new England. He also has slot receivers galore and Elijah Moore and, and, um, and Jamison Crowder, the two running backs. He's going to throw a lot of short completions and dink and dunk to a ton of volume. So I'm only looking at his volume, which is his attempts. He has to be efficient in order to have 21 completions and the yards also might not be there either. So yeah, completions or excuse me, attempts only. The other ones really don't interest me. There's just for reference. I'm going to come to you, Dave, just real quick, Dave, Dave, real quick. I'm going to come to you, but real quick for reference, uh, 20, 20 completions last week, 202 yards for those asking those two questions. That was in three quarters too. There you go. There you go. Very good point. Dave, sorry, go ahead. So one of the first things that you need to do is just make sure that Joe Flacco is inactive for the game. This is why I'd have a hard Mm -hmm. time putting my money on any Mike white props right now. If the jets are comfortable making Flacco active, that means that they might be comfortable replacing Mike White in the game. So if Joe Flacco is inactive, remember they traded a draft pick to get him. Um, If he's inactive, I'm good with it. If he's active, I'd be scared. Would either of you gentlemen care to guess how many total rushing yards Mr. White had in two college stops at South Florida and Western Kentucky? Stops. So not even games, but just stops. So I'm talking so, about rushing yards. How many rushing yeah. yards did you have in those in those with his time with both schools? Because I know one of the props you mentioned, Coach, yes. was over under two and a half rushing yards. I'm gonna guess the reason you're asking me. I'm gonna say he has minus yards. That's correct. Minus yes. four hundred and seventy rushing yes. yards. He got sacked a lot then. <laughs> they treat college rushing sets a lot differently than they do in the NFL. So I'm kind of having fun with it. And there's always the chance that he could run for three yards and burn us on that. But I'd feel fairly comfortable taking the under on two and a half rush yards from Mike White against the Bengals. Oh, I like it. I love tough guy in the chat. He says the great white hype. Great line there. Uh, Dave, we do have a chat question. Jamar Chase over 76 and a half receiving yards at minus 114 or over 86 and a half at plus 108. He went nuts last week over 200 yards against the Ravens. Can you imagine what the the odds would have been at at uh Jamar Chase over under 199 receiving yards? That probably would have been <laughs> oh like plus God. like 3500 or something like that and it would have cashed. That would have been amazing. Uh I'm wondering if this is a trap bet for people. I wonder if the books think that Cincinnati could take their foot off the gas a lot earlier in this matchup than they would have example last week against the Ravens. I, I I'm not comfortable taking the over on this, but I'm definitely not comfortable taking the under either. This is one I'm just going to let simmer. Someone has conviction on Jamar chase, having another huge game against the jets. I can totally see it. The jets defense is terrible. The pass rush is terrible. But the one thing that we saw from Cincinnati early in the year and something that we might see from them in this game is a slower pace of play. They don't necessarily have to use up uh, the, the no huddle offense. That's why I'm not touching Joe Burrow over his pass attempts or over his passing yards. I think the books want you to look at that number, at least the number mm-hmm. at minus 14 and say, well, he's been 77 plus receiving yards each of the last four games. It's a shoe in that he's going to go over. I think they want you to think that yeah. I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, that's a great point. Cause this is one of those games. Cause the NFL, let's remember all that matters is that they win. That's it yeah. in college. Certain teams got to win with style, not in the NFL. This screams today's point. One of those games where Cincinnati wants to get into the Meadowlands healthy and get out. 
healthy with a W. They don't care. I wouldn't touch the total here or the, the side here either. I would just stay away except for the props that my guys have given you. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, by the way, how about what Loadmeister said in the chat uh, just a minute ago? Apparently, Alex, you're making people pull over to the side of the road for your plays because he says I was driving home, pulled over to place the bets when Alex's article dropped. Article dropped. I mean, you got to do it. We we have proven on the show. We have shown on the go ahead, Alex. What do you got to say to that? I, I just wanted to clarify the point regarding Flacco. He was in fact traded, obviously, <laughs> to the Jets. You're my guy. Week. You're my guy. Go, go. <laughs> he is very likely to be inactive for this game. Josh Johnson, who has not had a start, and I think three or four years. And it just blows my mind. This guy is even in the NFL anymore is going to back up Mike white who looked okay last week. So I'm very comfortable with this prop. Just want to put that out there. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing. Real quick. Yes or no. Jamar chase longest reception. He's a game breaker over 26 and a half minus 20 to the over. It's a very high number. He is more than capable of doing this. I think he's done this, I want to say, in six of seven games. The one thing that does concern me with this prop, though, is the fact that they are playing a putrid Jets team who the Bengals will have no uh, no, it will not be difficult for the Bengals to win this game. I think they're going to lean heavily on Joe Mixon on the running game. I don't think they're going to need Burrow to air the ball out a lot. Chase is certainly capable. I would, however, prefer this prop to be in a more neutral or competitive game script where we can envision a scenario with the Bengals having to throw the ball a lot, which they just are not going to have to versus this Jets team. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Another chat question. Joe Mixon over 73 and a half. Dave, based off what Alex just said, do we like that prop? I actually did a little bit of research on Mixon for the show today, um, but it, it was more about Mixon getting an anytime touchdown at minus 113. He scored in four straight games, and this is a terrible okay. run defense. The bigger concern that I have about Mixon is whether or not he plays the full four quarters of football. If he doesn't, how likely is it that he's going to get you the 74 plus rushing yards in order to cash that ticket? I'm, I'm nervous about that one too. Love him in fantasy top five type of fantasy running back could surprise us. Well, I don't know how much of a surprise it would be if he got hundred yards against the jets. It's the jets. Um, it's worth a sprinkle, I guess. And, and I think the, just two other comments, the Jamar chase longest reception prop has been yeah. over that number in every single game. I, I like that one better than the Jamar chase over 76 and a half receiving yards. And I love how Alex, like you asked Alex, what do you think about people stopping on the side of the road? And he stopped the show on the side of the road. <laughs> so that he can tell us about Joe Flacco not being active on oh. Sunday. I think he's right. We're probably not going to see Flacco uh, suited up for the jets. By the way, it's clear that <clears throat> you're not drinking water because that was a carbonated. When you're opening that, what is that Coke uh, club soda? Club soda, the official drink of prop stars. Club I've, soda. I'm working I've on got my own soda stream, gentlemen. So yeah, I just oh, take. Like, I have uh, no doubt. I have yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Or you will after this show. You're gonna. You have everybody calling you. By <laughs> the way, Ashby. Soda stream after this week, we're gonna make so much cash. <laughs> there you go. So many picks already. Ashby, welcome to the show. He says work meeting ran long and missed the first half hour. People who ask questions in meetings are the worst. I agree. In early edge meetings, it's always Jay Smooth. He wants to ask every question. It's just nonstop baseball questions from Jay Smooth. All right, let's move on. Next game on the board. 49ers minus four at Chicago. The total 39 and a half. Uncle Dave, what do you got in this game? We've got Khalil Herbert over 75, 78 and a half total yards at minus 115. This dude would be made in the mafia if he had done the equivalent of what he just did, 100 yards against Tampa Bay. When you do that in the NFL, you're a must start in fantasy until you're no longer playing because David Montgomery's back or until you get hurt. He's outstanding. He's had over 110 total yards in each of his last two games, really stepping up for Chicago, whose offensive line is getting better. Rookie Larry Borum is coming back. He's going to play right tackle. That is a huge dude. And if he's playing in the game, that helps the Bears run game for sure. The Bears top running back has had 77% of the snaps and 21 plus touches in each of his last two games. And San Francisco, the only teams that didn't have a running back over 78 and a half total yards against the 49ers were the Eagles. Their running backs don't really run the ball much. 
the Cardinals, their running backs don't really run the ball very much. And the Seahawks, who do run the ball a lot and finished half a yard shy. The way that Herbert's playing, the way that the Bears really need him to play, the way that they're leaning on him, and the fact that this is a winnable game for Chicago at home. It's actually a must-win for the Bears, but it's Mm -hmm. one I think they can win against the 49ers who are coming off a butt-whooping against the Colts in the rain last Sunday night. I like Herbert's chances, and it's game script proof. Just in case the 49ers go in there and they build a lead on Chicago, Herbert can still catch some passes and help you get over the total on this one. 78 and a half yards, he's going to get you that at minimum. Hardcore analysis by Uncle Dave. Butt whooping, he says. Butt whooping. Uh, By the way, Zach's trying to be funny, but it may not be that funny. He says Nick Siriano over a half a season as the head coach. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I might take Uh, that. Yeah, might be a little juicy. Might be a little juicy. How about Uh, this is a call for the week? What's what's the spread on the game? The Eagles lines. Anybody know off the top of their head? Oh, yeah. Eagles are three, three 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 and a half. Yeah, three. Eagles, three. I'm I'm taking the Lions on the money line. This is their first win of the year. Hell yeah. I like it. Especially with the three and a half. I love that. I love that. Um, Kelsey says, uh, that sounds good for my fantasy team, Uncle Dave. I swear to you, Kelsey is growing on me. I I guarantee at some point she'll make a pick on the show. That's how smart I think Kelsey is every day in the chat. Uh, All right. Now, as you guys know, we have grown so big here at the early edge that we can't just do shows straight through. No, no, no. We've got commercials now. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Uh, We had a lot of people in the chat that are asking about the effect of Julio Jones out for the Titans this week. Alex, what will that do to Titans props at the Colts? Uh, It it shouldn't actually have a tremendous uh, effect. Julio has not really been effective this season. He's been playing through a a variety of various injuries. Um, It's going to just continue to be more of the same of what we've seen out of this Tennessee offense the past few weeks, which is just, very large workloads for Derrick Henry. And then in the passing game, it's going to result in probably double digit targets for AJ Brown, who has looked uh, very effective the last few weeks. He's coming off his best stretch of the season. He's fully healthy. He looks like he's set to have a monster finish to the second half of the season. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. All right. We are 24 likes away from changing two lives. Two year-long memberships with Sportsline, but we've got to get to 200 likes. Pound that like button for me. Larry Wood says, Coach, if nobody ever tells you, I appreciate you. Larry, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the fact that you are here. All right, let's get back into our next game. Panthers and the Falcons. Atlanta giving three, the total 46 and a half. There's a great video on Twitter. Uh, The defensive coordinator or one of the defensive coaches from Atlanta gets called out. And goes after the reporter. It's great. If you haven't seen it, it's just it's a great minute and a half video. So in this game, Dave, you're looking at something. And again, earmuffs for me. But this is the only show where I will play an under. What do you got, Dave? In the first game after the Falcons by Mike Davis had a season low in terms of playing time. Cordero Patterson had a season high. Mike Williams had four touches. That's also a season low for him. I think Davis is going to struggle, and that's why I'm taking the under on 51 and a half total yards at minus 115. The Panthers have been bad against the run over the last few weeks. The biggest reason for it is because one of their starting linebackers, Shaq Thompson, wasn't playing. They were giving up in the neighborhood of six yards per game. It was ugly. Thompson's practicing this week. It looks like he's going to play, and that means it's going to be harder for the Falcons to run the ball if they even want to. But we've seen Atlanta before the bye and then after the bye. They're implementing Kyle Pitts more in their offense. I hope somebody asks about Kyle Pitts in the chat room because there's a lot that we should probably unpack with him. He's got three props that look pretty good to me. He's way ahead of Mike Davis as far as someone who's exciting, who can make plays, who can help the Falcons. Davis isn't doing that. He has one run this year of 15-plus yards. So if he's not on the field a lot and if he's not getting a lot of work, Guys, I don't see how there's any way he's going to get even 50 yards in the game. That's why I'm taking under 51 and a half total yards for Mike D. 
and lock it in. Alex, what do you got? This play may or may not have appeared in my weekly column. I absolutely love this play. Uncle Dave, just putting it out there. I have some additional supporting facts. I did want to state uh, Uncle Dave mentioned Mike had a season low four touches last week against the Dolphins. The Falcons finally turned their backfield over to Cordero Patterson, who has not only outperformed Davis, he has been the Falcons' best offensive player this season. He outtouched Davis 16 to 4. He continued to just impress. He scored a sixth touchdown of the season. Davis has been super ineffective this season running the ball, evidenced by a 3.2 yard per carry average. He has actually been serviceable as a receiving back, but he did not receive a single target last week. He hasn't mustered over 12 receiving yards in his last three games. Dave mentioned they playing the Panthers this week, which is Mike Davis's ex-team. He played on them last season, as we know. Carolina has allowed only 86 receiving yards to the running back position through seven games. That is not a misprint. That is 12 receiving yards per game that the Panthers have allowed to opposing running backs. To put that into perspective, the Chargers have given up 161 yards through six games and rank second behind Carolina in receiving yards to opposing running backs. So to say that Carolina covers running backs well out of the backfield would be a gross understatement they are just blanketing opposing running backs so yeah i absolutely love this prop i think it's outstanding i'm trying to figure out where where the guy thank you jeweler where the guy is and apparently he's gone away that said picking good props is a coin flip i wonder where he is right now because damn it that is next level kind of stuff now dane i see you love the show love that you're here uh all right now calvin ridley Last time I checked, he played for the Falcons. Am I correct on that? Yes. Chat question. Dave, let me come back to you. Over 73 and a half receiving yards. I apologize. I don't have the juice on this one. So unless the juice is way in our favor, I don't feel good about it at all. He's only been over that once this year. Uh, Panthers might be getting Stephon Gilmore in their secondary this week. That's something I need to double check on. But I know he's been practicing. So maybe he's either close to a return or he'll play. And that's somebody who I think could either let's be honest here. He might take away Calvin Ridley, or he might take away Kyle Pitts. Eventually a team is going to have to do something to try and limit Kyle Pitts. He's been over hundred receiving yards each of the last two weeks. Hint, hint when they do figure out a way to slow down Pitts, that's when Calvin Ridley is going to take off. He's been miserable for fantasy managers. I'm not really comfortable taking the over on this. I might consider taking the under If Gilmore plays, this is a matchup that I do think Atlanta is probably going to have to throw a decent amount in. I think Carolina wins this game. I think Darnold actually has a good game, but I still, we've seen the Falcons win without Calvin Ridley having a lot of yards. I love it. Dave. Dave, Alex, go. Sorry. Yeah, I I really like this under actually. Ridley has been largely ineffective. In my opinion, he is miscast as the number one wide receiver in that Falcons offense. He greatly benefited from having Julio opposite of him. He is not doing well with the amount of attention that he's receiving from opposing defenses. Gilmore is also expected to play this week for Carolina. I think he's going to take Ridley out of the game. Dave mentioned Ridley's only eclipsed this total once this season. He hasn't had a hundred yard game. Um, yeah, Matt Ryan is looking towards Kyle Pitts. He's looking to Cordero Patterson. Even Russell Gage is getting a lot of targets. Ridley has not received the type of volume and target share that you expect. And on his targets, he has largely been ineffective and inefficient. So, yeah, if anything, I would look under with Ridley long before I would look over, especially at a number this high. Fantastic. A uh, couple of chat things. Rescue dogs. The prop stars have any plays for the Bears 49ers game skipped over, my man. I don't skip anything. I run this show. If he doesn't have a pick, I'm not going to it. Understand that rescue. Now, in addition to what you guys just said, Joe person on Twitter said, Matt rule says he expects Shaq Thompson to play Sunday. He's less certain on Stefan Gilmore. He says, quote, it's a wait and see. That's directly from Panthers head coach, Matt rule. All right, moving on. Jags Seahawks. Ooh. This one screams yuck to me as far as the side and the total Seahawks favored by three and a half, the total of 44. But we don't worry about that here on this show. We worry about something we can cash. Alex, talk to me. 
Yeah, so this game may be yuck, but one aspect of this game will not be yuck, and that is the Jaguars running game, specifically James Robinson over 69 and a half rushing yards. It is rare, Dave will tell you as a fantasy person, to see workhorse running backs in 2021 in the NFL. There are basically like a handful left. They are a dying breed. But Robinson is on a very short list of backs that rarely come off the field. He has a three-down skill set. The second-year veteran has eclipsed his total in four straight games. He's averaging seven. 17 carries per game in the process. He's averaging a spectacular five and a half yards per carry. He ranks in the top five of the majority of advanced rushing metrics as well. Yards after contact, broken tackles, et cetera, et cetera. Robinson will face an absolutely porous Seattle front that has given up the fifth most yards to opposing running backs on the ground. The Seahawks also ranked dead or they rank dead last in time of possession. And that is with Russell Wilson and Chris Carson in the lineup who are both out. Now we have Geno Smith, Alex Collins. They are just unable to sustain drives whatsoever, which should lead to Jacksonville being able to run the ball a lot. The Jaguars have been a mess this season. The one thing they have done well is run the football. That is clearly the strength and the identity of the football team coming off of a bye week. I expect Robinson to be fed the ball early and often keep the chains moving versus Seattle. I haven't projected for yards in the high eighties. I absolutely love this prop. Oh, I love it too. By the way, guys, to backtrack just a hair, did you guys hear what Adam Schefter just reported? Apparently a couple of minutes ago that oh. Ebron is out this week. So what does that mean for you guys? Alex, educate the people. That means that our pick, Uncle Dave and I both are on Fryermuth, the receiver for the Steelers. We gave him out yards and catches. Yards was at 21 and a half. Uncle Dave gave his catches out at two, over two and a half. Ebron is splitting the work with Fryermuth this season. He's largely been ineffective. So yeah, Fryermuth is his role is going to expand. He's going to receive more targets. He's going to be the primary receiving tight end for the Steelers offense. And Except, that is how a show works. Dave, what do you got? Except I don't think Ebron had that much of an effect on Fryermuth anyway. You, we, I had already seen this tide turning weeks in advance because Ebron just makes so many mistakes out there on the field. Yes, it could mean more playing time. Fryermuth mean a few more routes run, a few more targets, and that obviously helps our props. But I think that Firemuth was locked into a pretty big role for the Steelers anyway. And Ebron was going to be one of those role players in the offense that wouldn't, maybe he'd play 50% of the snaps and they'd figure out a way to use him. Maybe he would be a red zone weapon, which is why we're not touching the Firemuth touchdown prop. It's all about the catches and the yards for him. Get your bets in now while you can. It wouldn't surprise me if his catches went to three and a half. And what was his yardage? It was like in 21 and a half. Watch that number explode to like 28 and a half, 29 and a half. And guess what? I'm still taking the over. Boom. He's still taking the over. All right. A little housekeeping before we get to our next game. We've got our two winners, two year long memberships of Sportsline. Your lives are about to change. You won't believe how good Sportsline is at Zim job and at a underscore wink 24. The jeweler. Yes. The infamous jeweler will reach out to you on social media. Give you all the details. You have 12 free months on us. Now, speaking of us. The bosses feel bad. They just texted me. They text me all the time in the middle of shows. It really is annoying, but they feel bad that Uncle Dave's record was wrong. So here's what we're going to do. If we can get to 400 likes before the end of the show, in addition to four year-long memberships, I'm going to throw in, well, the bosses are going to throw in an early edge t-shirt as well. And as you know, they are fresh off the presses. They are brand spanking new. Hardly anybody has them, but one of you could could if we get the 400 likes so let's keep pounding that like button now next game and this is our last game on the board so if you have any any props you still have a question on again we try to get to as many as we can but we only have so much time um get them in right now so giants and the chiefs monday night football the chiefs right now patrick mahomes this is really the first adversity that he has faced in his career how will he respond? How will the three and four Chiefs respond? At home, nine and a half point favorites, the total at 52 and a half. Alex, you've got not one, but two plays from this game. Talk to me. Two props indeed. Yeah, the first one being Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. That's all us at minus 130. This one is going to get absolutely juiced. I could see it moving up to seven and a half by kickoff. So I get this in ASAP. 
Kelsey has eclipsed this total in four of seven games this season. He's had at least six catches in six of seven games this season. He has had double-digit targets in three straight games and is averaging 10 targets per game over his last five games. They'll face a Giants team that has given up the eighth most receptions to the tight end position this season. The Giants defense is also missing multiple key defenders. Blake Martinez, Jabril Peppers just tore his ACL in week seven, the Giants safety. Reggie Ragland, the Giants starting middle linebacker, has struggled in coverage he is going to be covering kelsey some some this this game and is not going to be pretty if there was ever a get right spot for kansas city it is this week on prime time in my opinion we just saw kansas city get humiliated last week and somehow have lost four of their last five games i'm sorry coach despite being 10 point favorites i actually think the giants will keep up in this game casey has shown that they're deep with their defense that no lead is safe i think kelsey's going to be the focal point of the offense james James Bradbury is a very underrated corner for the Giants. He's likely going to be tasked with covering Tyreek. We've also seen teams recently uh, bracket coverage Tyreek and really try to take him away. And that is partially why we've seen this Chiefs offense struggle so much recently. I expect that to be something the Chiefs are going to deal with all season, which is going to result in Kelsey seeing a lot of single coverage and benefiting from Tyreek receiving so much defensive coverage. Yeah, I just think Kelsey's going to be middle open in this middle of the field all night long. Wouldn't be surprised me at all to see him have like a 10 catch, 130 yard, two touchdown performance. He's the best receiving tight end probably in NFL history. He's certainly been that productive throughout his career. I absolutely love this spot versus the Giants. Prop number two in this game is Daniel Jones over 241 and a half passing yards. Jones has hit this total in five of seven games so far this season that also includes a game in which jones exited early after suffering suffering a concussion in the first half against dallas jones hasn't inspired a lot of confidence in new york he's actually just really things around him have just crumbled and fallen apart. He's been plagued with really poor offensive line play. He's dealt with a plethora of injuries to his pass catchers and running backs. We've seen Shepard hurt, Kadarius Tony hurt, Kelly Galladay hurt, Saquon Barkley hurt. Fortunately for Jones and this prop, Sterling Shepard is returning to the lineup. In addition to Shepard, there's a very good chance that both Kenny Galladay and the electric rookie Kadarius Tony will also play on Monday night. That leaves Jones with the healthiest supporting cast he's had this season. He'll square off against a Chiefs defense that has been obliterated by opposing quarterbacks this season. Six of the quarterbacks that Kansas City has faced has thrown for at least 239 through the air, and that's through seven games this season. Kansas City is surrendering the third highest yards per attempt, 8.3, seventh most passing yards per game, 275.7, and they rank 31st in defensive passing DVOA. Last but not least, the Chiefs are nearly double-digit favorites against the Giants. I'm expecting Jones and the Giants to be playing from behind, having to air the ball out a ton and to stay competitive against what is likely to be a very motivated Chiefs team. The Chiefs offense is likely to have its way against the Giants' Uh, defense, which is why I like Kelsey, but Jones should find plenty of success, especially throwing the ball between the 20s against this Kansas City secondary. (laughs) Jason in the chat says, breathe, Alex, breathe. Let me say this. You can tell how confident Alex is in a play by how excited he gets when he reads the play. That's that's the little secret that you guys should know uh, at home. That's the little secret. Uh, Dave, let me come to you on a Daniel uh, Jones prop over 28 and a half rushing yards minus 110. What do you think about that play? I like it. We know that Daniel Jones is capable of taking off and running with the football. We know that Saquon Barkley isn't going to play. And I know that Alex talked about Sterling Shepard playing. I believe that he's going to be there. I'm not 100% sure on Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney. That's something that you need to look for. If one or both of them is not there, then I think that this rushing prop is absolutely a lock because we know that Daniel Jones will need a little bit of help. The Giants are going to need a lot of help to try and stay up on the scoreboard with the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the clear get-right spot for Kansas City's offense. That means they're putting up at least 28 points. It's hard for the Giants to do that. I think Daniel Jones is going to have to run a little bit, so I like this one. Uh, And we know, as Alex so eloquently pointed out, our Chiefs defense absolutely stinks. I mean, it is putrid beyond putrid bad. But he did say a name 
that I want to lock on to right now, and that is Kelsey, right? And what did I say about my girl Kelsey in the chat? Didn't I say she's next level? Didn't I say she's here for every single show? Well, apparently, and again, I haven't seen this. I haven't heard this. We're all going to watch this together right here live on the show. But apparently, Kelsey has her Halloween costume and put it out on Twitter. So let's sit back and the jeweler show this to me right now, if you would, please. All right, there's only one thing. All right, there's only one thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, if there was a bar for our community, if there's a bar for our fans, if there's a bar for anything associated with the early edge, Kelsey has said it. This is Kelsey. Your, your goatee might be better than mine. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Wow, that is so good. Kelsey says, I've never felt more beautiful. Well, I feel beautiful now, too. I really do. Boy, that's a great way to. That's a great way. I don't see what do that. Ah, All right. Uh, All right. It's time. We're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap from Uncle Dave and Prop Stars. And it looks absolutely glorious. Take it in. Take it in. Friermuth, Mike White, James Robinson, Travis Kelsey, and Daniel Jones for Prop Stars. Remember, eight and two the last two weeks. Then Uncle Dave, Friermuth, Michael Carter, Tyler Boyd, Khalil Herbert, Mike Davis. Boy, those look really, really good. And don't forget, plenty more props coming up on our noon show Sunday for a full hour leading up to the 1 p.m. Eastern kicks. And then at 720 Eastern time, we count down to Sunday night football. I cannot thank you all enough for continuing to grow the brand and making this the absolute most fun job that I've ever had the pleasure of working. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Only one thing. Only one thing. What? What? There's only one thing. There's only one thing left to do. You know what that is? You've got your marching orders. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window for Kelsey, for Uncle Dave, for Prop Stars, for the jeweler. Puts it all together here at the brand. Oh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. There's only one. Are you going to be educated? Are you going to be entertained? And damn it, are you going to have fun on the early edge? Good luck. Good luck.